Welcome to season two of the Made Up Savannah podcast, a storytelling platform for the greatest city in the world. I'm your host, Dee Daniels. Made of Savannah is brought to you by Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, a progressive, inclusive, multi-generational company serving greater Savannah since 1978. This season, we're proud to welcome our partner, Daniel Reed Hospitality, with iconic, restored landmark locations in historic downtown Savannah, Georgia. The richness of Savannah's restaurant and cocktail scene is a constant conversation among locals and visitors. Daniel Reed is home to some of the most visited and popular concepts in the Hostess City. The public kitchen and bar, artillery, Franklin's, Local 1110, Perch, Soho South, and magnificent catering and events. Home to the best chefs in the South, award-winning team members from creative to operations, with food and drinks that not only complement every emotion, but also make you fall in love with the moment. Daniel-Reed.com. So satisfy your curiosity, fill up your tank, and write home about it. The Public Kitchen and Bar, Artillery, Franklin's, Local 1110, Perch, Soho South. This is Daniel Reed Hospitality. When you stop in, make sure you mention the Made of Savannah podcast. And I am so excited to have this conversation that we're going to have on this episode. I want to introduce you to my guest, Sue Adler, the CEO and president of one of the most recognized organizations in the world for preserving and protecting history and stories. And we love talking about that stuff on this podcast. I'm talking about the historic Savannah Foundation. Sue, this is such a true, true honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you for doing this. I want to start off, Sue, by talking a little bit about your background, um, because I think, you know, we all have such interesting stories about how we got here and what we love here and all of that sort of thing. So I know you've been a, you know, a long time in nonprofits and you've been uh, certainly a lover of Savannah. Uh, so tell us how you, how you got to Savannah and, and what that, that story looks like for you. So I'm originally from New York, I moved to Savannah. I want to say almost 25 years ago, my husband really fell in love with this spot, but an unknown little story is we were actually married here, though we weren't living here. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were married at the synagogue here downtown, which is the second oldest synagogue in the country. And um, we came down here, got married with just family. And then um, the next weekend had a big brunch in New York City. And that was our wedding. And it was really fabulous. And why we never moved straight down here after that wedding uh, is still a mystery to the both of us. Because <laughs> um, it took us a few years. We were still living up north. And um, at one point, we just came down here. We did come via Hilton Head, though. We lived oh, wow. in Hilton Head for a short time. And then we came to Savannah. Um, at the time, both my sons were born. My youngest was about six months when we moved here. So... It's interesting how many people have that uh, Hilton Head connection, you know, to here. And a lot of people say they did maybe come there first or they vacationed there first or that right. sort of thing. And then, you know, they come here and it's like, wow, it's it's close, but it's also so different in, in a vibe. You know, I'm sure you experienced something similar. Yeah. I think, that, you know, for us, we actually came via Hake Point. We had some property there and that was just a magical place, particularly when the kids were little. I think the difference, huge difference for me between Hilton Head and Savannah is Savannah's really a community. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I missed so much when we lived a few years in Hilton Head and what I really, what drew us to Savannah and then kept us here. 
because it's a it's a community of people that really are working and living and arguing and agreeing together. <laughs> That's so true. What a great way to paint that because we felt the same way. It was like, wow, this is it was the community feel that we were looking for. It was the connection and, and you know, just that it wasn't just about, you know, everybody being in a community together. It was also about seeing each other, you know, thrive. And I feel like that that that's happening so much here with all of the business community, mixing with the art community, mixing, you know, with just all of the different pockets. It really you can see it so vibrantly here. I think that's true. And I think we really sort of cheer each other on a little mm -hmm. bit. I know, and just to go to the nonprofit part of it, you know, I, I, nonprofits want each other to succeed here. And I think it's like we're, we're rooting each other on. And I think that's really just a kind of wonderful thing. It's a really great community, the mm -hmm. nonprofit community here. Yeah, no doubt. So um, you land at Historic Savannah Foundation and boom, all of a sudden, you know, here you are um, really kind of being the torchbearer for what was happening since 1955 here. And I want to talk a little bit about the history of HSF and, and how it got going, because if you don't know the story, I, the story of the group of seven women is just so powerful. And I, I'd love to hear your version of that. So, you know, it's sort of what drew me to HSF at the, at the beginning. Um, so, you know, I was not in the preservation world. All my nonprofit work was really more focused on education, on healthcare, women's healthcare, children's healthcare. And I kind of fell into Historic Savannah Foundation really to do community outreach, not to even be the head of the organization. And when I, uh, the job was posted, and it was what was intriguing to me is they were creating the position. And I love to do that. That's sort of been my history and my career. But then when I went on the website and read about the seven ladies, I was sort of hooked. Um, so I do think it's incredible what those women did. And if you think about the time in which they did it, which was 1955, that women stood up to save these buildings, I think is really impactful. And I think also the way they did it, they raised the money, they bought the building, and they saved the building. And um, you just have to credit all of them. No doubt. No doubt. And a little, just a little sidebar, if I may, um, Anna Hunter, who was sort of the leader, the ringleader, who then formed Historic Savannah, she actually later in life became a painter. And I guess it was about two years ago, some of her family reached out to us and they had some of her paintings. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were so kind because they ended up donating them to us. So what they did was they made copies and then they put the copies in their frames so they still had them. Mm. And they rolled up the originals and sent them to us. And one of the things that I'm most, most proud of is that um, those paintings are hanging in our office. What, the oh. two of them are hanging in HSF's headquarters and two are in the um, new preservation center, which I know we'll be talking about later. Um, not in the preservation, but in the space between the preservation center and the shop. And we really do attribute to Anna Hunter. Um, it's a Lee Adler quote about her. And then two of her pieces are hanging on a wall. And what a great way to honor them. Um, we see those paintings every day. But what another thing is, you know, Lee Adler came after them 
And so that that concept of um, carrying the torch, carrying mm. it forward, moving, and he was very different kind of preservationist than they were. But he his impact with Emma Adler on our community was equally as impactful. It's unbelievable when you look at the story behind Historic Savannah Foundation, and then you look at like where things are are today, and it's just it's pretty amazing when you when you go back to it, and a lot of this. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Sue, but a lot of this really got sort of thrust forward with the Davenport House. This was the beginning of this sort of, we have to fight for the plans for this city. We have to keep these things intact. And that's where, where really the, the, the fire was sort of lit. The path was laid. Right. Absolutely. And I, I think that's really important because you know, okay, so the Davenport House was built in 1820, and it was saved in 1955. In 1963, it becomes a house museum. It opens as a museum. And to me, what's important um, about, when we have several house museums in Savannah, they all have a story to tell, and continuing to tell those stories. And in the case of, which I'm most intimate, obviously, with the Davenport House, you know, Isaiah Davenport was from the Northeast. He comes to Savannah marry Sarah. They have many children. Um, and then, of course, they have um, 13 enslaved workers in their house who really, because of those enslaved, allowed the Davenports to do what they had to do. Um, and that's another whole story. And we will be opening our urban enslaved exhibit in the fall. And we can't wait for the community to come see it and hear it and learn the story of those 13 people that lived in that house as well. But my point being is that um, Isaiah Davenport House was a builder. And that his our house, the Davenport house, when you go through the house, you see his craftsmanship. Mm -hmm. And the house was his showpiece to, to where he got other clients. And he had other projects in the same neighborhood. And was the, very well known. And was well known. For that. That's yeah. exactly right. And was very successful. So um, I think also, though, we have to give homage to Sarah Davenport, many, many children. And when he died, had to keep the household running again with the help of those who were enslaved right. who worked with her. So it's a, it's perpetuating, it's keeping it going. And I think it's a lot of, um, a lot of the story of the Davenport house is resilience mm. and it's still here. And it's a beautiful house anybody, whether you're a visitor, whether you're a resident, if you've not been gotten a tour of the house, it's just a beautiful beautiful house. Yeah. So I encourage everyone to go, go get a tour and, and see it. And our garden, of course, is lovely as well. I know several people who, um, who live here and they are like, that is a must. If you're coming to visit us, that's on the list. That'll be like the first place we go. I know so many people who have that as like the must on the list. And understandably so when you think about what it means to Savannah, what that house means to Savannah and, and the history that it holds, it really is, it really is a must. Well, it's really where the preservation story begins. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and as I said, I love all the other museum houses here in Savannah. We're very lucky to have several to hear other stories. But it, when you talk about preservation, it's where preservation began. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so many of the things that, that we're going to be talking about, you can also check out on uh, the website, my hsf.org. Um, I love the website. I love the blog. I love the history. Um, I, I love the events that you guys have going on. We attended one of the lectures um, not that long ago. And oh my gosh, 
such a learning experience. If you're a local or even if you have people in town, um, try to make it to one of those lectures because, oh my gosh, the things you can learn that you, you wouldn't learn just from doing a Google search or, you know, uh, you know, maybe just doing a quick, a quick tour, you can sit and actually hear someone speak about all of these things. You know, our lecture series, what a joy for me. Kim Newbold is our um, is HSF staff person who is our um, education and research associate. And during COVID, but right after COVID, we launched our lecture series. We have a lecture every month. If you're a member, it's free. If you're not a member, you're welcome. It's $15. But her topics have been Incredible. We had Natalie uh, Henshaw doing a discussion about um, how to save your windows, wood windows. We had um, Stratton Leopold there, the history of Leopold's. I mean, we have um, Jonathan Stalkop came and gave a lecture. We had Sam Beadle on on, um, our um, cemeteries talking about that. So lots of different um, people and different topics. And there's no topic that's been the same. And it's been really a great, um, I think it's just been a fun lectures for people to just come to and enjoy um, once a month we offer them. And so that's been very successful for oh, us. Oh, it's so good. I, I hope you keep doing that. And we will. Um, we will. I, I just love it. I, I want to talk a little bit about if you're not familiar with what uh, Historic Savannah Foundation what they do kind of day in and day out. I want to talk a little bit about that too. Um, the work is so important and there are, are so many places in the Savannah area that really need the advocacy. And, and you guys are, are that you are that you are that frontline uh, person where you are coming into a situation and you're saying, okay, what do we need to do to preserve? Like you were answering that question and helping people figure out what can we do to protect and preserve the stories from how we even began. And I know a lot of that is based on too collaborating with so many people and, and even, you know, all the way to local builders and architects and, and things like that. I know you guys do so, have so many conversations and so many people on said team. So, um, I have to give a huge shout out to Ryan Jarls, who is HSF's Director of Preservation and Historic Properties. And so his his job is enormous in a funny way because anybody is welcome to call us, has a question about a preservation question, a question about a building, a question about a paint color. And he's really there to offer information and advice. The other thing I'm really proud of is we have a very good relationship with the Metropolitan Planning Commission which really does, through their Historic District Review Board and then their Historic Preservation Commission, review all properties and projects that are going to happen in Savannah. And we are at, Ryan Jaws is at all of those meetings, um, either advocating, not always necessarily agreeing, um, but showing a point of view, a preservation point of view that we think is important. And how we do that is HSF um, has a committee and again, the chair of that committee is a board member of HSF, and that's Sabrina Cox currently. She also teaches at SCAD. Mm. And our, that's our architectural review committee. And we review all property projects that go in front of HDBR or HPC. And we discuss, you know, sort of what our perspective is on it and what our position is on it. And we will, when we go to those meetings, we speak to what we believe is the right way to handle a property or a project. Could it be heightened mass? Could it be whether a building should be demolished, which we don't like? Could it be, um, you know, a paint color? Well, actually, that's a staff review mostly. But um, 
a facade, you know, so we really have a point of view. And, and Ryan himself is really well educated. He did go through SCAD's preservation program. He has that degree in preservation, but he's also been at it for a bit, not only in Savannah, but he um, at, left Savannah for a short time to go up to upstate New York to mm. Rochester, where he was also doing the same kind of work. Um, and then we brought him back. Um, right. And I'm so happy he's right. with the Historic <laughs> Savannah Foundation. So that's one part of what he does. The other part is we're constantly looking for properties that we can save. Mm -hmm. And that is really a HSF's meat, bread and butter, if you would. So Lee Adler, way back, um, for, started something where he would buy a distressed building, have it stabilized, sell it to a preservation-minded buyer who would then restore it, putting an HSF, Historic Savannah Foundation, easement on typically the facade of the property. Okay. And that's for the life of the building, not the life of who bought it, but mm. the life of the building. And it's a legal document. So that property will be protected forever. And again, Lee Adler started this and it's called the Revolving Fund. Again, lots of great information on our website and lots of the images on our website are, are of our Revolving Fund properties before and after pictures, which people love to see. So good. But, but it's a legal document. And um, every summer we have interns. And by the way, let me say first that we've saved over 420 buildings in I Savannah with this model. And again, other communities around the country call us for advice, have replicated our model of the revolving fund. So we're really, really proud of that. And we continue that work to this day. We do it. We're continuing and continuing that work. And I can, I can assure you, I don't, not in my lifetime will we not do that work. So it is about saving buildings, but it's also about educating people as we're saving buildings, right? right? And that to us is really an important piece of it. So, um, as I said, we've had, we have about 420 easements. Our summer interns are starting next week. This summer, we review all 420 properties. Every property owner will get sort of a, a cheat sheet, which says you need to do this better or gee, you're doing this great. And so we communicate with those owners every single summer with these interns. This year, I'm really happy Ryan and Kim teamed up to manage the interns. And we're actually going to do some workshops and educational opportunities for the interns as well, which we've never, we're sort of adding that element right. to their summer experience That's with us. Amazing. So I'm really excited about that. That's so good. Yeah, it's really, really and, great. And you know, a lot of people may have heard uh, recently of the revolving fund because of the Kaya House. Right. And I'd love to talk a little bit about the amazing work that you guys have done there and what's going on with that. And if you're, if you want to look that up, it's K-I-A-H. So the, um, we're actually really proud of this. And this is something we really worked hard on and fought hard for. So I don't know if you're, if everyone knows Virginia Kaya was an artist. Um, she as a black woman, as a child was not allowed into museums because she was black and always vowed that when she was an adult, she would have a museum that everybody could come to. And that is what she did in 1959. Her husband was Cal Kaya, Calvin Kaya. He was a professor. And then I, think he was a chancellor at Savannah State. Um, both educators, she was an educator as well as an artist. They were passionate about education. They did not have children. So their house on 36th Street in Kyla Brownville, they made it into a museum. In 1959, it opened as a museum. And, um, and everybody was welcome to come. We have some wonderful images of that. 
unfortunately, her, so Calvin passes in um, 1998 and Virginia Kaya passes in 2001. And unfortunately, they didn't have a clear will for their property. Right. So the property goes into probate. And for 20 years, it was in probate. And I have to say another thing HSF is trying to launch, and we've spoken to a couple of attorneys around town, we need to educate people. You must have a will, a simple will for you. There's a plan for your property. That's why so many of our buildings are, are vacant mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of blight because there was no plan for the property. And then it ends up in court for several years. And it really is just good for a property just to be still. Right. It needs to be occupied it needs to be lived in but um anyway so unfortunately that happened with this property and so sort of the beginning of covid we started approaching the probate court to see if this was maybe a property we could buy just because it's so such a significant property and such an incredible story and it was really um april 25th of 2022 so a little bit over a year ago was when we were able to close on that property and that property was ours. So we've had the property for about a year, and we have done um, three things. We have done a structural study to see to just the security of the building. We have put a tarp over the roof. The roof, unfortunately, had a big hole in it. Um, so what that allowed us to do is the prop, the, pro, the house is now dried out, which is great. Um, and then we um, have a, done a historical study of it, ready for um, whoever was going to buy it. For that'll help them with tax credits, with grant opportunities. And we really worked hard. I passionately wanted to figure out a way for HSF to be the one that actually did the restoring of the property. It's just too big a property for us. Mm-hmm. So we have gone to, we always use a uh, RFP process. So we are working with um, some realtors in Savannah to help us. So we market it really well. We've had a little bit of interest in um, one or two or three people so far interested and then that'll they'll go right into submitting an RFP. And then the Revolving Fund Committee, another subcommittee of Historic Savannah Foundation's board, will be reviewing the RFPs and making a decision of the appropriate buyer to will then do the hard work of saving that building. How exciting. It is I very mean, exciting. It really is. It, it's just, I, I remember starting to hear some buzz about it, um, you know, not that long ago. And and it was like, oh my gosh. And I think one of the biggest headlines from everything that I heard from people, it was like, that was sitting there for 20 years like that? Like, and and like how how could we not know that or get to it or gosh, and it was in program. Right. And and it's so wonderful that we have such an organization that can come in and say, okay, we got it. Because I, I mean, at some point there is a real fear of that being destroyed and that story not being a a realistic piece that we could actually see and touch. And here's the other part of it, because it now has an easement on it and it'll be protected for the life of the building. Yeah. And it's really been fun for us because we go over there and check on the building and do, and we've gotten to know a couple of the neighbors. And I think they're, you know, again, think about it. You're you're looking at a house that's vacant for 20 years. Right. Right. Across the street, you're looking at every morning you wake up and there's that vacant you know, house. And uh, it's they're excited, I think, that something's going to happen with the house. And so they're part of the story too, right? Right. Which is kind of wonderful. And now there's a new chapter. Right. You know, right. that's going to be written right. in the story. I mean, right. how exciting. It is exciting. It I mean, really just, is exciting. I absolutely love it. Um, and, and of course, uh, if you're visiting the website, myhsf.org, you can also 
follow along with all of the things that are happening event wise. And, and gosh, you guys have had such a wonderful and busy year already. And, and here we are just halfway through. Um, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about just all of the wonderful things that have happened. Of course, preservation month, um, was in May and, and so many great things were going on there. Um, so many great uh, community supporters were jumping on board and, and really just getting involved, I think, in such a, a wonderful way. Um, I love one of the things you guys have on your website uh, called the HSF Green Pages. This is great for, for any uh, business and, and any individual that says, hey, I am a big supporter of preservation and I'd love to be a part of this. Explain the green pages a little bit because it's really cool. And if you you can get on it, you should. Well, it's also, we use it as a tool, to be honest. Um, so, you know, as I said, Ryan, um, the whole HSF, we get calls all the time. I have, an, I have a house built in, let's 1820, and I have to restore my windows. Who do I go to, you know? Um, and so in the green pages, you know, we basically send people to our green pages and they can find contractors and architects and wood window preservers and um, painters. And so we really feel it's important to support the trades that are doing the hard work of preserving buildings. And so we really encourage those trades to reach out to us and get onto our green pages. Now, it is a sponsorship opportunity, but there are many levels of that, like with any kind of a sponsorship opportunity. But um, so these these tradespeople and contractors, et cetera, are supporting HSF, but we're also supporting them because really the Green Pages is a resource. Yeah. 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 And I know so many um, investors, you know, that are, are buying property here and are looking at, you know, oh my gosh, I'd love to have some property and you know, in the historic district, I'd love to to really get involved in that. And then they realize, you know, oh, I've got to do X, Y, Z to the house. And what a quick straight line right. to people that, you know, have the knowledge and, and the care, you know, to be able to get involved in your new property and, and what you're going to be doing with it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we want to support our tradespeople too, because, you know, on Unfortunately, we need more tradespeople and a lot of you'll speak sure. to contractors. We're, we're sort of short there. Um, but um, and so many of them are very, very busy. But, you know, it's important to know who can do the work for you. Yeah. And on this store property, it really is. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then looking ahead, I mean, you've got the gala coming up um, in October. You got it. My goodness, it's a fantastic opportunity to not only celebrate what uh, Historic Savannah Foundation does, but to, again, um, help support it and really just, I mean, it's such a fun time and, and a beautiful time. I mean, we all get to get dressed up too, which makes it even more fun. If you like getting dressed up. Exactly. If you like getting dressed up, that's right. But but people can get involved in that. We'd love it. Um, again, um, changed a couple things after covid um, sponsors, we're right now looking for more sponsors. Um, and obviously they get tickets to the event. And then our membership, or if you're an HSF members, how you'll get an invitation. We're not just doing a mass mailing to the community. We feel it's a, a benefit of membership to be invited to the event. Again, it's October 21st this year at Kehoe Ironworks. We're happy to be going back there. We were there two years ago. It's just a lovely venue Beautiful for this event. Space, yes. Beautiful, very interesting, very fabulous space. I agree. Um, and just good food, great music, great great people. And I like what you said, if I could just, we really, 
it's really an evening to celebrate Savannah and preservation mm -hmm. in Savannah. And that's really how we look at it, um, because we do have a lot to celebrate here in Savannah with that's our true. with our history and our stories and our buildings. And I remember last year um, when Mayor Van Johnson spoke and 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 you could feel you know, his heart for what we have going on here. And it was just, it was a nice, it was a nice representation of the celebration, you know, of, of what we are all working so hard for here to not only protect what we have, remember where it came from, but to make sure the next generation is experiencing, they're experiencing these stories in, in the most vibrant way that they can. You know, I say this... Um, Davenport House staff, NHS staff, we talk a lot about, we're like here for a minute mm. and our job is to preserve our buildings for the future. That's right. And that really, when you think about that, that's kind of awesome. Right. You know, and it's, it's kind of also overwhelming in a way, <laughs> but, um, but we don't get overwhelmed. We try not to think about right, that. Right. But, but truly we're here for the future and that's really what our job is. Yeah, that is, that's a wonderful way to put it. Uh, myhsf.org is the website to go and check out membership, check out the support. Please check out the blog. You will learn so much. Um, and the lecture series, there's so many great things you can get involved in. Um, and, and I love at the end of our episodes, uh, Sue, to ask some of the favorites. Are you allowed to publicly have favorites in Savannah, favorite restaurants, favorite spots, favorite tours. I'm not sure you're allowed to, are there you? There are too many. Who can? <laughs> my, my issue is, you know, it's been so much fun to just watch the, I'm from New York originally. And when I first moved here in 25 years ago, there was one restaurant I would go to. And now there are so many wonderful restaurants. So many. And it's so much fun. Yes. And um, it, it really, um, it's Savannah's actually become a foodie town. And for that's me, true. that's like really fantastic. I'm really thrilled about that. So the answer is you can't say a favorite because <laughs> once you say a favorite, there's another one coming in. That's so true. And we're really lucky. We really are lucky in Savannah because the, I think that's what's made it so much fun. Mm. You can't have a favorite anymore in anything. It's true. Yeah. Do you, um, when you have people come and visit, do you have like a, a place that you, like a, a, obviously you have to go to Davenport and, and that sort of mm -hmm. thing, but you have a favorite square that you like to show off. Well, I think I was, I was saying to you earlier, my brother and sister-in-law just came to Savannah and they've been before, but for other reasons. And so we had a little more time and they, I'd had them do Jonathan Stockhop's walking tour. Oh, oh my so gosh. That, they're still talking about it. <laughs> they went back to, they went back to New Jersey and told all their friends. Um, and, um, I really love Columbia Square, which sounds a little self-serving. That is our square. Right, right. You know, um, the Davenport House is on one side with our new preservation center and our new shop on Broughton Street. And then on the other side is Historic Savannah Foundation's headquarters, which is in a historic building of its own. It's the Scheftel building that was moved over from the Civic Center in the 70s, and that's our headquarters. And one of the things that has happened in the last three to four years, we've been under a lot of construction because we restored the um, Kennedy Pharmacy, which is where the Davenport House shop is now. And then we built a new building behind it before the Lane, our preservation center, the Murray C. Perlman and Wayne C. Spear Preservation Center. Right. We're very proud 
out of that beautiful gem of a building, community building. And um, inside the building, there's a timeline against one of the walls that tells the history of preservation in Savannah. So a learning opportunity. People can just walk into that building and learn that. And then you go across the lane and you go into the Davenport House. And then you're in the Davenport House and then you walk through the square and there's the Sheftel building across the way. So the... um, the Sheftel building just went through a restoration of the exterior. And currently, while we're sitting here, the interior is being re- restored as well. The HSF staff had to move out this summer, which we have done. It's a lot of work. But we're really excited to sort of bring that building back to life, too. And it's been really, um, I'm not going to lie, it's been a stressful time. But mm. it's been terrific as moving and packing and doing. Always and stressful. It's always stressful. <laughs> but I, I think when it's done, it's going to be really terrific. And I would argue that square is is going to be the home of preservation in a way. It really is. I was going to say, like, it's really a growing hub right there. Right. Which I think is wonderful because, like, if you do have family come and visit or if, if you haven't checked it out and you're a local, I, you can go in that one area and really learn so much and, and take it all in. Absolutely. And it's a nice hub and I, what a great location. It really that. is. And it's such a pretty square. Yeah, it really and is. as I said, the Davenport story and then the Sheftel story, because we're going to do a little bit of work on that to share that story with the community oh, as well. No doubt. Yeah. Do you have a favorite spot on River Street you'd like to check out and take people to? I'm loving the walk there. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm loving that. The extension into the Eastern Wharf yep. has just become everything I wanted it to be when we were visiting years ago and it had stopped, you know, right there. And even when we were visiting, Plant Riverside was not a thing. Right. Um, to see all of that start to extend, it, it feels so cohesive now. That's a great word. Uh, that's a great word. And I also just love, you know, it's, it gives our visitors more to go to. So I feel like we're spread out a little more now. Do you know, mm-hmm. it's not so condensed, yes. Yes. which is kind of a wonderful thing too. Yeah. Because really you can, you don't have to hang out just on one end or, you know, in one spot. It's, it's like, gosh, you can go to any of these spots and you're going to have a great time. Right. It's all, you can find a restaurant at either end. You can find entertainment at either right. end. Exactly. You, know, you can find a good bar at either end and just everywhere in between. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can walk and it's That's just great. great. And it's great. I agree. I agree. That's really, I think it's really added an element to Savannah. Yeah. Yeah. It really has. Um, what are you looking forward to most uh, for the end of this year? I know of course the gala, but um you guys are still doing so much and you have, you have so much in front of you project wise too. I think the um, property where we're storing ourselves on 39th street in Kyla Brownville again, um, and more work in Kyla Brownville. Cause I think that's a historic black neighborhood and I'm really proud of the work we're doing there. But, but this one property was donated to us. So we're restoring it ourselves and we are going to sell that property through the dream maker program to be fair. We are about six months delayed, um, which I'm not happy about. Right. So I'm, I'm always very honest and I'm not happy about that. <laughs> but we are going to sell that house through the Dream Makers program. And a first time home buyer is going to be in that house. Oh, and I am amazing. so looking forward to that person turning the key in the front mm. door and having a home. So that is the thing I'm really, really looking forward to. Oh, it really does tie all of that together when when you think about it, because, you know, not only are are you preserving these stories, but you're also creating new stories, you know, and and to bring all that together and to have it, you know, be in great relationship with each other. Isn't that what it's all about? I think it is. And I think, you know, 
What we always say in my office is, you know, Lee Adler started one building at a time and he ended up saving neighborhoods. And we're doing the same thing today. We're not doing anything different that we used to do. We may not be doing it in historic district, but we're clearly doing it in Kyla Brownville right now. And just watch us mm-hmm. as we move to another neighborhood. But it is about the neighborhoods because it, it's the buildings and the people and the stories. And we're doing it the same way we did way back in 1955 when we were started. Oh, I'm so glad that, that we're all a part of this uh, wonderful work. And I hope that you will continue to support uh, everything that's going on at Historic Savannah Foundation, myhsf.org. Check it out. Sue Adler, it has been a true joy to have Thank you on you. the podcast and to have this chat with you. I've been wanting to do it for two years now. Since well, we thank you. Here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it. When you're searching for dedicated, experienced real estate agents, homes for sale or homes for rent, Check us out at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, 251 Bull Street in Savannah, and CorcoranAHR.com. That's CorcoranAHR.com. Thanks for listening to Made of Savannah. The welcome mat is always out.